Welcome back to another episode of Q-Tips from the Video Store Junkies podcast. And tonight, for the weekend of June 25th, 2021, we have a very special personalized episode of Q-Tips. This one's for Steve. So for all you Steves out there, keep listening. We've got some great recommendations for you about what to, listen, uh, what to watch this weekend. And uh, if you're not a Steve, please tune out now because uh, it'd be kind of rude if you kept listening. I've got Paul, Renee, and Bill here. And let's get started. Renee, what is the first thing that Steve should be watching this weekend? Well, uh, Steve, have I got something for you. My theme, and happy belated Father's Day to those of you who are fathers. Um, and my theme is all about dads. Good dads, bad dads, just dads. All right. And unfortunately, The Mist is not on streaming. But if you get a no. chance to watch it. Eh. All right. Um, I have a mystery thriller crime drama for you. It is from 2001 and it is directed and starring or directed by and starring Bill Paxton. And it is frailty. Ah, it is, yes. And job. also has Matthew McConaughey in it. And it is available on Prime, Tubi and Plex. Uh, a man, Matthew McConaughey, confesses to an FBI agent uh, his family's story of how his religious fanatic's father's visions led to a series of murders to destroy demons. Uh, pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, haven't seen it in quite a long time, but I know, well, it hasn't been that long. But anyway, it holds up. Oh, yeah. And uh, again, that's called Frailty, and it's available on Prime, Tubi, or Netflix. And I'll kick this back to Zach. Oh, hi. Uh, I was actually, <laughs> I thought you were about to, uh, well, no, actually, I won't say that because that oh. might be your next pick. Um, oh. No, but uh, my first pick is from New Zealand, and it's, it starts off a little bit slow. It's a bit of a quiet film, and that's appropriate because the name of the movie is The Quiet Earth from 1985. Uh. And this is about uh, a, a movie about a guy who wakes up, and as far as he can tell, he is the last man on Earth. And as the film progressive, he goes a little bit crazy and tries to figure out exactly what happened and where everyone went. And like I said, it's kind of a slow film, uh, the, the, especially the first part, because obviously it's about, you know, one guy and uh, he's all alone. So but I say give it so give it a chance. I've been watching a lot of these New Zealand films on the, uh, the Arrow player, and they all have kind of a um, I don't know. There's kind of a unique quality about them. Obviously, a lot of people are familiar with, you know, Peter Jackson and his movies, but I think there are a lot of New Zealand filmmakers who uh, probably aren't as well known and maybe deserve a watch. I remember seeing this when I was a lot younger and rewatching it now. It, uh, it holds up. It's still a, a great, interesting film. So, yeah, check it out. It's on Tubi, Canopy, The Arrow Player, and uh, Film Movement Plus, whatever that is. So. If, if you if you know what that is and you have a subscription, you can watch The Quiet Earth on it. And I will throw this one over to Bill for his first pick. Thank you. Since uh, there's a danger I may blip out at any oh, yeah. all kinds of <laughs> You can do both your here. picks right yeah. now if you want. Um, well, oh, that might be not a bad idea. Uh, so one is, is something I would not have guessed that I'd be picking. It's a TV show that you can find on Paramount Plus and CBS All Access, and it's Why Women Kill. It's from the guy who did Desperate Housewives, which uh, was a, a great one-season TV show that ran for a whole bunch of seasons. And yeah, just from the opening credits and everything, I'm like, yeah, okay, I can see where this is going. 
you know, it's popular entertainment, but it's it's well done. It, it's basically it takes place over three different time periods, set in the same house, three different women, a case of infidelity, although there are complications even within that description, and we know that someone is going to die, but we don't know who. We think we know, but as the series progresses, it gets kind of muddled. The it, it works amazingly well. It is sharply written, good characters. Um, Lucy Liu, the, I cannot remember for the life of me, the, the young woman who was a Snow White in Ever After. She plays a housewife in 1963. We have... It, they have 1963, 1984, and 2019. It really works great. And toward the end, it really transcends itself. When the storylines start crashing together, it gets very clever. Soap opera stuff, but really entertaining. Um, if you don't like rom-coms, or it, it's fun. I, I really enjoyed it. The second season, they did a smart thing, which is they're going to have three completely different stories, new characters. I'm going to miss the old characters. I, I became rather fond of them, but they're smart enough to realize that the story's been told for them, and now it's time to do a new one. So I'm actually looking forward to that. So this was kind of a surprise. Why Women Kill? Good stuff. Unexpectedly good. Thank you. I was thinking about watching that, so I'm I happy to have your endorsement. It. Yeah, thank you. I think yeah, Shelly watched it. it, really liked it. Oh, yeah, good. I, I just want to second frailty uh, was one I would have gotten to eventually. So uh, it's one of my favorite unknown horror films. And one more reason to feel bad that Bill Paxton left us so soon. Oh, man. Because he he knocked it out of the park with that one, both acting and directing. Good, good stuff. I, I really like that film. My second my second suggestion is a 1975 film. Uh, based on a story by my favorite uh, writer, Harlan Ellison. It's A Boy and His Dog. And it's it's set in the far-flung year of 2024. There's been a nuclear holocaust. It's just a lot of rubble. A young Don Johnson explores the, the wasteland with his telepathic dog, Blood. And they just scavenge, and it's it's miserable. Food is scarce, and women are even scarcer. And they come across a beautiful young lady, which is great news for uh, Vic, our protagonist. And then she takes him home and things happen from there. This is super low budget, which, you know, low budget sci-fi doesn't always work. But in this case, with the apocalypse and everything, it works pretty well. But this is one of those things really should be remade. Um, it is dated. Ellison absolutely hated the ending specifically he hated the last line the ending is the ending he wrote but there's one last line that gets a laugh but in retrospect seems a little mean-spirited um but it's good stuff and there's not too much harlan ellison on film there's this and there's the oscar you want to watch this i'll talk about the oscar one day because it's one of the greatest train wrecks ever but this is good stuff and and it lends itself well the dog is great Don Johnson's great. The um, the politics and everything hold up, but again, it's so it's just so low budget. You realize they did what they could, slapping this thing together. It's directed by L. Q. Jones, who was a cowboy actor, kind of famous for being in um, Sam Peckinpah movies, and uh, he's pretty good at directing this. I'm I'm a little surprised he didn't do more. It didn't do very well at the box office. Horrible marketing. Ah, the worst marketing ever. The the poster and everything just. Uh, it completely 
It's a cool looking poster, but the tagline, an R-rated, rather kinky tale of survival. <laughs> yeah, that'll put butts in seats. And it did. So, uh, but good stuff. Good stuff. And if you haven't read Harlan Ellison, uh, um, there's no hope for you. <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, it's, it's playing on like Tubi and Hubi and Hulu. I don't know. It's You can find it. <laughs> and now over to you paul oh thank you well i i actually i want to second all your guys picked well i haven't watched the the women who kill but like i said my wife did she liked it but uh, frailty's great and um uh quiet quiet earth is great mm. and and uh boy and his dog so yeah mm. uh give me i'll second all all around seconds for everybody yay hey. so anyway uh the film i picked is all right this is it's the room, but it's not the one you think. Oh. It's not the Tommy Wiseau oh. disaster, which I've actually never seen. This is oh. the room from 2019. It's playing on AMC Plus, DirecTV, and Shutter. Um, in it, you have a, a young couple uh, played by Olga Kurtlenko. Kurtlenko. She's in Quantum Solace and a bunch of other films, and Kevin Jansen, who's uh, in uh, 2017's Revenge. Uh, but they play a young couple that move into a, a rather nice, large, but fairly dilapidated home uh, in the countryside. And in the house, they find this very strange door, and they find a key, and they open it. And they inadvertently find that if you go in the room and ask for something, it will give it to you. A million dollars. Mona Lisa. A new dress. And so on. Needless to say... They, there are consequences. <laughs> Bad things happen. But what's great about it is you kind of go, oh, I can kind of see where this is going. And another at a certain point, you're like, oh, all right, I really see where this is going. And then it doesn't. It they they do things differently. Somewhat goes where you think it's going to go, but then they change it up enough, and it was surprising enough that it was it was really well worth watching. And it's primarily these two leads. There's a couple other uh, characters that show up, but. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, and there was creepy in more ways than one. Um, so yeah, it's called The Room, 2019, AMC Plus, DirecTV, and Shudder. Um, well worth catching. Um, and I will toss it over to you, Renee. Hey, all right, Steve, get ready. Oh, yeah, all right, Steve. <laughs> boy, everybody's neglecting Steve. I'm so it's sorry. Fine. He knows. We, we're yeah. doing a podcast boy, for him. Come geez. on. I got your back, Steve. Don't worry. All right. I got a horror comedy. It's from 1989. It is called Parents, starring Randy Quaid, Mary Beth Hurt, and a Brian Wardowski as a young Michael, who is now an accountant. So there you go. And it was directed by, uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce his name, Bob Balaban. Uh, yeah, Bob Balaban. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy in all the Christopher Guest movies. With little round glasses. Oh. That guy. This movie uh, is available on Tubi. Uh, a young boy living in 1950s suburbia suspects his parents are cannibalistic murderers. Um, now, this one I have not seen in quite a long time. I actually, um, the first time I saw this, I was, I don't know, maybe 11. Um, and there was one scene in particular that has stayed with me my entire life. And um, it's not that dramatic, but it was for me when I was like 10. So anyway, um, it's a little bizarre. It's a little obscure, you know, Randy Quaid. Um, yeah. And it's called Parents and it's on Tubi. And that's uh, that's all I got for that one. How about you, Zach? 
Well, my second pick is actually a film that I hadn't heard of at all until I watched it last night on Hulu. It was a blind watch. I just checked out the trailer and it looked like it had a bit of a Cronenberg vibe to it, which it did. Uh, that's what made me kind of want to watch it. The name of the film is Come True. It's about a young woman who is having some trouble sleeping. So she checks into a sleep clinic. And since mm. it's a the genres are sci-fi and horror, you can probably guess that some uh, less than ideal things happen to her in the sleep clinic. It has, like I said, it's it's very reminiscent of uh, you know '80s Cronenberg because it's this kind of intersection of science fiction and horror, and it's got kind of the Cronenbergian production design you know obviously there are a lot of films that are going for kind of the 80s aesthetic right now and some of them pull it off some of them don't i actually think yeah. this one did a pretty good job it's not set in the 80s it is set in present day so it doesn't go all in on the nostalgia but it does kind of harken back to uh that style of film and i will say you know it this is a, probably it's not surprising that it's kind of cronenbergian because this is a canadian horror film so I think that Bill Mulligan, a man who has recently in private, Bill, I'm going to out you, uh, he's been besmirching the good name of Canadian horror. So I would encourage him to watch this uh -huh. and <laughs> maybe you can turn that around. Um, I will say, like I said, the, the aesthetic's great. It's a very well shot film. Uh, obviously, like the biggest thing, the biggest problem I always have with films about like dreams and nightmares is that, uh, you know, everyone has dreams, but for some reason, no one can really make films that actually feel like a dream um you know unless you're uh i don't know there are a couple of exceptions um federico fellini obviously but this one doesn't really try to emulate dreams so much as it tries to create these really kind of bizarre abstract dreamscapes and it actually does a pretty good job there are some pretty impressive visuals and the uh the young woman in the movie played by julia sarah stone she's actually she she has a reasonably impressive filmography already i think she's still pretty young um her performance is great it kind of ties this film together i will say this is one of those movies that uh there are a lot of pieces that don't add up and i i don't mean that yeah. in a now let's just say that there are a lot of things that it feels like maybe this movie could have used another draft of the script to um kind of decide exactly where it wanted to go but despite all of that despite some shortcomings in kind of the plot, I, I, you know, like I said, I watched it last night and I've been thinking about it ever since, which is always uh, a good sign when a film kind of stays with me even after the end credits, because there are plenty of movies that I watch now. And by the time I have clicked off to something else, I've completely forgotten about them. So yeah, uh, come true. It's on Hulu. I, I think it actually just came out on Hulu. So uh, you can be, you know, one of the first to watch it and recommend it to your friends, Steve. Um, so, yeah, that's my second pick. So I guess this will go back to Paul now. Yeah, cool. That one's been on my list. I was I, was, I looked saw the trailer when, like a week or two ago and looked interesting. So I'll have to definitely watch it. Cool. Yeah. beans. Oh, I, I sorry. I have to mention one other thing uh, because this this got me. I'm like one of three people in the world that was excited by this. But uh, very good music in this movie. Lots of great music. Lots of good original music and a couple of songs. But one of the, I'm not going to spoil it, but I will just say if you're a huge fan of Michael Mann's Manhunter, there is a musical cue that you will especially appreciate. That's all I'm going to say. Um, very obscure. But like I said, there are like three people who would care, but I was very excited. Sorry, Paul. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Well, hey, hey, Steve. Um, so my last movie was. You know, you was lower your voice. Hey, Steve. We don't have yeah. to impress <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Steve. 
Uh, <laughs> my last movie was a, a horror movie that dealt with a, a box, essentially a box in the house as a room, but a box that you could you know get something interesting out of. Say this movie does too. This movie is 1983's Microwave Massacre. Oh god! Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna edit so, this entire part out. No yeah, one's yeah. watched this movie. <laughs> it, this is it is it is it is not a good movie by any stretch. It is it is an utter piece of trash. It's utter piece of garbage. But it is such a fun. And wonderful piece of garbage. You know, like not every not every meal should be a steak. Not every meal needs to be filet mignon or needs occasionally to be you should eat some garbage. Sure. <laughs> no, no, a big cheesy burrito, and that's what this is. It's a big oh. cheesy burrito movie. Hey, hey, no, I, Microwave Massacre, nineteen eighty three, was filmed in nineteen seventy eight. Um, it's on Tubi, Night Flight, and Arrow. Hey, Zach, you subscribe to Arrow. It stars. Oh, I love Arrow. That's where I saw this, and I almost yeah. canceled my subscription. <laughs> <laughs> it stars Borscht Belt comedian Jackie Vernon. That a lot of people oh, rem- no. might re- yeah might remember Jackie Vernon as the voice of of Frosty the Snowman. Happy mm. birthday! <laughs> it's not often I can do my Jackie Vernon impression. <laughs> he plays this sort of uh, you know just put upon construction worker, and his wife has has discovered gourmet cooking using her brand new major electric microwave, which is like the size of, I mean, it's gigantic. And one day it's too much for him and he, he kills her in a, in a, in a rage and wraps her up her body in pieces in aluminum foil in the freezer. And then one, one night he's hungry and pulls out what he thinks is like a roast, but it's her hand. And he discovers, wow, this is really good. And then he just, he really starts enjoying the, he starts uh, procuring additional meat. And uh, so much so he's running out of room. The movie's special effects are like, even though this is 78, this is more like the special effects from like early Herschel Gordon Lewis, you know, mannequins with red paint, right? And it's just trashy. And the, the, the distributors are like, you know what this movie needs? It needs some cheesy TNA as well. And so mm-hmm. they just throw like, they had to throw extra TNA in, but it's like, uh, there's a gi- at one point he's fantasizing about a giant slice of bread and there's this woman laying on the bread and he's smearing mayonnaise on her and put another make a sandwich out of her. I mean, it's, it's, it's trashy, it's garbage, it's, but it is so much fun. And there's a reason that, that the, the, the Alamo cinema draft house in Raleigh, one of the only, one of the six giant VHS boxes that they have that yeah. they recreated is, is microwave massacre. Cause like I said, it's, it's, it really, it's Jackie Vernon doing his shtick. He's a hound, he's a sort of a hang dog, Jackie Vernon. And he just kind of talks like this most of the film. But he has little insults. I mean, come on. How often do you get to do a Jackie Vernon impression? So anyway, yeah, Microwave <laughs> Massacre. It is utter garbage, but so much fun. So trashy. It is just, it's only 76 minutes. It's not going to kill you to watch it. It's on uh, Tubi, Night Flight, and Arrow. And I think, hey, are we done? Okay, I just say, I will say, Jackie Vernon is, is someone that, that name probably doesn't hold a lot anymore, but he was a staple back in the day on the Celebrity Roast. And he was a genuinely funny guy. Deadpan delivery, had a couple of routines that just killed. Was also a filthy comedian if you got to see him like in person at at, at Vegas or something. And and actually released one of the funniest albums ever where he's just telling these gross sex jokes and everything about, you know, people doing all the, just it's like the aristocrats. But in that deadpan delivery, and usually after the worst possible things, it's like, and I thought to myself, what a neat guy. It, it's like, oh my God, the audience oh, is just in his That's what this movie is. And that's what I, this yeah. movie is. It's him doing, 
him doing his deadpan shtick as he's like killing and eating people. That's the he's problem. Both. That's the problem with the movie, though. That there's no one to laugh, so it's just an awkward silence after every joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Vernon, you're because you're laughing so hard yourself. Oh. It's um, just a funny movie, Zach. So. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta like the movie. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> Anyways, to your question, Paul. Yes, we are done. This is the last episode of this podcast. We've now, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yep. We've we now. I think we've now. I think everyone, Nothing anyone who goes to Wave Massacre. Uh, well, I was going to say anyone who goes and watches that will no longer trust us. So I think we've lost all yeah. validity that we have with anyone. I, so I mean, it's no thanks killing, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, it isn't. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, does anyone Steve, believe them? <laughs> do, does anyone have a song to go out? I don't think Microwave Massacre has a theme song. Well, does it? actually, I do have a song. Oh, boy. It's related. Frosty the Snowman oh, was a very jolly soul with a corn cob pipe and a button nose. And as always, Steve, if you weren't keeping track here are all of the recommendations for you for the weekend of june 25th 2021 first up renee recommended frailty which is available on prime video the roku channel hoopla voodoo tubi and plex and parents which is available on tubi bill recommended why women kill which is available on paramount plus and a boy and his dog which is available on Hoopla, Voodoo, Tubi, Canopy, Redbox, Popcorn Flicks, Pluto TV, VRV, and Plex. I recommended The Quiet Earth, which is available on Tubi, Canopy, The Arrow Player, and Film Movement, and Come True, which is currently playing on Hulu. And Paul recommended The Room, which is available on AMC+, DirecTV, and Shudder. And uh, uh, he also recommended Microwave Massacre, is on Tubi, Aeroplayer, and Night Flight. Uh, we cannot be held responsible for anyone who actually watches Microwave Massacre based on Paul's recommendation. Good night. Wait a minute. I want that hat, and I want it now. <laughs> <laughs>